0: 127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry 127 at FBC Brian. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. And we hope that this resource is growing in a relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yo, 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 what it do? Podcast crew. You can't hear the crackers in my mouth right now <laughs> i got it justin tom it there's some stuck right here right
1: now Eat. i gotta swallow this give me something it was funny looking at you <laughs> like he started the intro you in here so they're trying to fast chew crackers this, bro fast chew the crackers it's okay it's so allowed i got it you can hear it uh that
0: That's was gross good. yeah it was welcome welcome to 127 on the mic thanks <laughs> Hey, T. How are you? Glad, glad, to, good. Be, glad was, to be here. I was
2: reading D-Web's text. We asked him to shut the
0: air off, and he was like, I can't. I got a new phone. He can't figure out how to. <laughs> Wait, he does I it on his phone? Of, I, yeah.
1: Android, man. They're crazy. Wait, does he have an Android? Are you serious? He's like the only one And the oh, Only that's one that's on the site. Site. That's, that's why like, have a group me. That's like Mac and, Andru- and Android. Android? Android. <laughs> He's, He's Android. Android. That's insane. But he shut it off manually.
2: <laughs>
0: My guy. Did he just come up here? I have no that idea. That manual shut off. Um, well, I mean... We talk about this a lot on the podcast, like when we started this, the uh, the
1: Astros were in like the World Series or something like that. It you, was, you know what today is? Was that back, I mean, it was close right around then. I mean, we,
0: we were saying Ghostros, like they were in the playoffs. Yeah, that was right at the end of it. When we
2: started this? It was October. Mm-hmm. It was early, early on because we... <laughs> <laughs> we it. <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work. Yeah. Because we we kept going for a while. We were seeing how long we could go after the fact. Yeah. It was early, early on.
0: Do You remember the prediction that I made after he did after round. He called it the wild card. It was weird.
1: No, nah, it wasn't weird. It was Our called. Guy. It was called uh, coincidence. Wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah, I mean, it was an educated guess. Wisdom.
0: I don't think educated guess implies wisdom. Uh, Would well, you argue? Well, yeah, that's why I said it's an educated guess, not wisdom. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's wisdom. I don't know. But what's today's that? Today's opening day. Yeah, but H- half the people listening to this probably don't even care, but yeah, you know, I do. Opening day. All
1: three people in this room do. MLB baseball. Watch, watch the first inning before oh, I came in here for the Red Sox. Yeah, how are they doing? One to one. Hey. <laughs> Dude, this quick pitch thing is so it's weird. Wild. I can't. Dude,
2: I saw a video of them. It was like compared to one pitch, they they took a like a segment from somebody throwing one pitch last year. Yeah. And they did it side yeah. by side, and yeah. they made an it was like. They got through like an entire half inning in the time they threw one
0: pitch. Yeah, Is it half? I thought I saw one that was in between one pitch last year. (laughs) Put him on speaker. (laughs) Put him on. (laughs) Just text him. (laughs) Um, in in between one pitch last year, they did this guy struck out a guy in three pitches. Yeah, it was wild. It's the
1: same pitcher. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolute crazy. It's okay. I mean, watching it on TV, I think, is probably going to be a little bit more fun. True. Um, I don't know if I'll enjoy it live as much. You, like, I would say that 50% of the people that go to baseball games will uh, enjoy it more. Yeah, and the other 50% don't pay attention anyway. Yeah. They're on their phones. They're just enjoying the environment of baseball. Definitely going to be quicker. And so you have to have 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 a friend there who always has your back to be like, if a ball's hit at you and you're not paying attention. Yeah. I saw a woman get hit at a minor league game. Um, mm-hmm. In in round, uh not Round Rock in uh, Frisco the oh, yeah. Rangers A team yeah yeah and one of the major league players from St Louis was batting was a lefty and lasered this ball down oh, the third base line and the guy tried to catch it like he stood up and tried to like catch it like sideways and oh, went that's not smart. right through his hands and hit his oh. girlfriend I think right in the face and it was. It was the grossest sounding. Oh, like I knew as mm-hmm. soon as like everything in her face tore up, and that's like worst nightmare right there. It was, it was bad. So those fifty percent that are at this game, because they said it, it shortened the minor league games. I mean, the preseason games about twenty six minutes. Yep, which is which makes it fast. Um, but you also a lot of times it's like there's a pitch I can do something I can fiddle around. Now you're just like I there's always there's have to be watching. In. Yeah, you got to be on that game. The watching college softball is so fun.
2: Is
0: there just like go go go. Mm hmm. so yeah, that'd be interesting. Make quick games. Yeah i'm not the biggest fan of it because i would i don't know go to a baseball game it'd be in like three and a half hours that's enjoyable
1: It's a joy you know yeah. you can just
0: sit there i don't know eat food it's fine hang out with
1: friends watch the baseballs make fun of people watching them baseballs it's fun yeah catching the baseballs when they come at you yeah they're flying at you i'm <laughs> <laughs> not no that wasn't a transition
2: make, <laughs> making fun of people i love making fun of people at yeah baseball games <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of bald people at baseball games. We love making fun of bald people at baseball games.
1: I've never once made fun of a bald person at a baseball game. Really? Yeah. Dude, I well, do it all the
0: time. I got the scripture for you, man. <laughs> Good. What scripture is that, Zach? That's Second uh, Kings 2. Well, before we jump in, before we jump in, before <laughs> okay. we get ahead of ourselves, I'm really excited, so if you couldn't tell, uh, we've been in this series called Absurd, mm-hmm. and uh, this is week three now. Um, first week was Balaam and the talking donkey. Last week was Mark 16, right? Mm -hmm. End of it. Yep. And now we're in second Kings. Definitely my favorite book. That was sarcasm. I got to pick it up here so I can actually see what verses it is. I love. Chapter two verses. um, what is that? Twenty, twenty three? Yeah. Yeah. Twenty three through twenty five. Sure. Um, and so this is a, this will be a fun one. Um,
1: I don't know. I'm a big fan of this story. Really? I like this story. I'm a big it's good. fan. It's what, a C do we wanna read the do we read it for the people? I read it for the people. Go for it. Do you want me to read it for the people? Yeah, I mean you said you would. I'll do it in John does I'll do it in that it. voice from earlier. He was reading it in a voice mean, you can. It's gonna it's gonna mess with me a little bit, but <laughs> I don't even know if I can do it right now. Probably not. I was in the zone earlier. Okay. Don't worry, we're waiting for am, you. Am I reading
2: this or are you reading it? I, I'm not reading it.
0: I, I can't I can't read into the mic while also being able to see my he Bible. You can't see his Bible. Can't get yeah. close enough. So, read do our, it, do read, it, our, re,
2: read this normal or read it. Dude, however the spirit leads. Yeah, that's good. He went up from there to Bethel, and <laughs> while he was going on the way, some small boys came out of the city and jeered at him saying, "Go up, you bald head. Go up, you bald head." Baldi. And he turned around, and when he saw them, he cursed them in the name of the Lord. And two she bears <laughs> came out of the woods and tore 42 of the boys from there. He, or, and then, what?
1: yeah, what version do <laughs> you have? She es- she ESB. bears. Wait, you're in CSB, e- ESB, ESV. I don't know. If I, I don't ever like paid the, attention
0: to the I fact have,
2: that ESB calls them, ESB calls them she bears. I like the ESV except for this story. <laughs> they the, <laughs> read already in another version. She bears, she bears. Here's another, here's another one. Thanks, D Webb. From there, Elijah went up to Bethel. <laughs> As he was walking along the road, some youths came out of the town and jeered at him. "You Go on up, you bald head. He said <laughs> Go on up, you bald head. He turned around, looked at them, and called down a curse on them in the name of the Lord. Then two bears came out of the woods and mauled forty two
0: of the youths. <laughs> the, the youths. The end. The youths. We got them all, son. Is this the only place this happens, by the way? it bears Mall people? people yeah i think so i'm <laughs> going to argue yes yeah it is okay that's good thanks for the second reading by the way um, <laughs> she bears i didn't know is this. that
1: baylor's mascot are the girls the she bears what i don't know look at a dictionary what is is a she bear just a girl bear? <laughs> a female bear, yes. Oh they're two. So they got females. she bears and he bears? <laughs> yes, there are male this, bears this and there sounds, are female bears. Wait, no,
0: it's oh no way. This it's, sounds it's way too like, political it's for the me. feminine. S
1: H E bear. Yeah. And then a he bear. <laughs> This story, they are female bears. <laughs> I know, but is a it's a male bear called a he bear? <laughs> in scripture apparently, because so the female is called she bear. I'm, I'm this That's is too funny. this is too political already. It's the it's just the feminine word yeah. in Hebrew for bear, but they so they're like, okay, they're just female bears. But it's like <laughs> this is a dumb this
0: isn't getting anywhere. Is this, is the like are there male bears that are referred to as
1: he bears in, in, in scripture? the world? No. Oh, okay. I just call them bears. Yeah. That's the bears appear anywhere else in scripture. That's the, uh, that's also the question. Let's just go that way. Um, I can't even find, there it is. I guarantee you this word is going to be because it, the, the entire word is female bears, female bears, um, Okay, bears appear. Um, so if it's just bear, it's masculine. They appeared in... 11 times. What? Right? Lion or bear. Oh. Kills a lion or bear. David with lion or bear. Like these are... It's Yeah, associated with... These may be gender neutral in there because it doesn't say he bear. Literally, there's either bear <laughs> or female bears in scripture. Okay, interesting. The more you know. She bear. The more you know. Isaiah eleven seven. 7. The cow and the bear will graze together. Their young ones will lie down. The cow and the bear. Normally, we're lion and lamb, but we need to get us a cow and a bear shirt. <laughs> <Cow and> bear, <laughs> I like this. Can't wait for heaven. Cows and bears. Good old but grizzly and a brahmin. Man. That's what I'm talking about. Well, she okay, bear. We, we found that. She bears.
2: I mean, I we got know. she girls and he guys. <laughs> she, <laughs> I like this. She person. He person. Okay, okay. Okay. Question asker. Where are we at?
0: Well, uh. I mean, the the format of of this series is kind of free flowing, um, but the first part I think it kind of answers itself of why it's absurd. I mean, if we get some context on the story and you just kind of read it for what it is, forty two people got mauled by freaking she bears. <laughs> that's why it's absurd. That's aggressive. Yeah, no, it, that's why, true. Why,
1: why did they get mauled? I thought that was the next because they was they cursed the uh, Elisha. Yeah. I mean, that in the simplest of readings, yes, yes, that, that which, is that is true. Is there a deeper meaning to why? Uh, I
0: yeah, but or if, if, John John go, if you want to go, if you want to go
1: there right now, we can. I mean, that's a we're going right there.
0: Yeah, we can. I mean, the next question kind of is how does this point to God, which I think is kind of the deeper answer here.
1: John, are you taking it? Uh, you can start, and then because there's a lot of places we can go with this, So we'll see where you see where you're at. As in me start? Yeah, I'll, he asked the question.
0: I was going
2: to follow what you said.
0: I mean, I can go, I I just, I read earlier, again, I'm, for people on the podcast, I'm not the uh, most scripturally knowledge, but I do love to dive into scripture. So my research, um, my research conducted, uh, was basically like, this is pointing to people, um, that are, what's the word they used to him was curses on him. Okay. Um, jeering. this is basically like doing the same thing to God because he is a prophet, right? Yeah, And so like the the indirect kind of correlation here is it's not just towards him, but it's towards the Lord God. And so when he was like, what should my response be? This is what the Lord does. He doesn't take or allow cursing against him. Like there are consequences for that. And so that was kind of the, yeah. the TLDR. Too the, long didn't read. Too, What'd you say? TLDR.
1: Too long didn't read. Oh, too long didn't read. Oh, yeah.
2: There are so many ways you could go with this. The the first being that them being translated to children is not necessarily always correct, and some translations refer to as like young men. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think a lot of people will hear this and first are like, okay, well he fall, he mauled, had forty two children mauled, and kids don't know better. We know that kids are stupid sometimes, so are young men. Um, but it is it is typically translated, and people see it as children. But it was more than likely a group, a big group of. Um, young men. And so, again, if you look at it, I think a lot of people, if you read it at surface level, it's a a story about God mauling 42 young men for making fun of a bald guy. But like you said, it's even more than that. It's a, um, it's a result of a group of young men um, making fun and insulting somebody, God's prophet. Um, And so you look at it, I mean, even like the, when they, when they say it, where's it at? The go on up, you bald head. Um, is like the go on up is, is like, what, what are they referring to there? And a lot of people think, um, that is, they're, they're basically teasing him about Elijah and how Elijah left. Mm -hmm. Um, because what happened to Elijah? He just got swept up, got swept up. And so taken away
1: by a fiery um, chariot, which is a sweet way to go out. (laughs)
2: Yeah. so I mean, a lot of people hear this and whether they believe it or not, that's up to them, but, uh, it is. Uh, more than likely them saying, go on up, you bald head, is them like making fun of what the Lord did in that moment of taking Elijah and therefore taking it out on Elisha by saying, go on up and cursing his mentor and making fun of him and jeering him there. And there's so many different ways you could go. Um, yeah. But then you also just look is like 42 of them were bald. So there was even more. So for some reason, a large group of young men gathered to make fun of one of God's prophet.
1: And the fast ones got away from the bears. The there, dog bears. I mean, you, you have to, I, I love that that people will take this story and be like, don't make fun of bald people. <laughs> um, More than likely, and and I'm going to put a more than likely over a lot of this because this is an absurd story and there's, yeah. there are some places that we can go, okay, it's not children. It's more than likely young people based off of some Hebrew um, gymnastics that you yeah. do. Oh yeah. Um, we can, we can land there. Here's a more than likely. Elisha probably was not bald. Yep. He just took Elijah's place. Um, and, and so he's not old. More than likely, he's in his 20s. He's probably not bald at this point. He's mm-hmm. in mourning at this point. Yeah. And so his yeah. spiritual father has just been taken off of the planet. Yoinked. I mean, and, and it, hey, it's going to happen. This is coming. But, he, but more than likely, he's sad. I mean, in verse three of chapter two, do you know that the Lord will take your master away from you today? Yeah. Like he's, he's out. And so when, when he, when he leaves, then Elisha probably goes into mourning. And so even he, he may have shaved his head in mourning, but he probably more than likely is not a bald guy. So it's hard for us to be like, Hey, be careful. making fun of bald people. You're going to get eaten by a bear. Also, (laughs) we just go straight to the eaten by a bear thing Mm -hmm. when it it doesn't say that it says they were mauled by a bear. Mm -hmm. And so these were probably 42 like wounded individuals just walking around after that fact. Yeah. Um, and I think God does that and I'm okay with God doing that sometimes to be like, here's your example, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: walk in it. And people are gonna look like, how come you're this? Because I made fun of God. Oh Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) Here's my, here's my warning. Um, and, and, and then I like, I, I read this, before a couple months ago but it stuck with me um elijah which is our oldest son's middle name is to elisha s-h-a his replacement as moses is to joshua they they're just on a parallel path together and so when you think about what moses is walking through just put elijah in that Um, J-A-H. And when you think about Joshua, put Elisha into that space. Yeah. And see, because a lot of times we disconnect them because of location in scripture Mm -hmm. and just see like what God was doing in those seasons through those people and how difficult what they were walking through was. Um, And so I can't even imagine the stress of the prophet role (laughs) during the season Mm -hmm. um, and how bad that was. But, but it's a, it's a cool space for us to look at and go, okay, wow, bears wow, young boys getting destroyed by bears. <laughs> Finally, justice for the, for the morons out there, yeah. you know? Um, sure. Or uh, why so serious, God? Like, mm. it was just a joke. Yeah. Um, they're just making fun of him. Like, if, if God plays that card where 42 young men are mauled by bears because they called somebody bald, then I would say that God is pretty horrific. Yeah. Like, when if I just zoom out and go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most people won't even look at this story. And I mean, because this is a small uh, version or a small example of some of the things that God did that people mm-hmm. could go, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, But uh, I will always take the position that the prophets in Scripture— and the stories that we have in scripture are um are beautifully wonderful mm. and serve like great purpose deep <laughs> i mean there's are like these yeah. are these these stories are incredible and they're here because the prophets weren't terrible and because god wasn't terrible but that it suggests something that we must grab a hold of and learn yeah and so that's where we go with this mm take out some of the assumptions that we all just hear the story and go, Oh, um, and now go in this bizarre passage. What is God doing? Yeah. That's big picture question. It's a good question. Well, what's, that's, what's that's a
0: good, it's a good direction to go
1: I don't know, every time I think, but
0: and that's kind of the hope for this, for this series. Cause I think a lot of people just zoom in on these things and they, they're like, wow, God is rude or God is mean. <laughs> um, or and, God made a donkey talk. And, yeah. That's <laughs> just like, that. wow. Yeah. Um, so kind of turning that, I'm literally just going to reiterate your question and turn it back to you guys. Like how do, how do we take this and get a bigger picture of God? Um, and even like, if you want to hit on this, like, how do we, we see that God is like, I would say just in this passage, um, even in such a small example, but how do we, how do we translate that into God being loving and kind? Um, so basically like, what, what can we draw about God from this? Like Three verses.
1: Yeah. I like kind of um, zoom in out there a little bit. Yeah. I, we need to try to think of a good approach to this. Um we need to put Elisha in in his proper place as prophet. And so you need to you need a yeah. big you need a big picture Old Testament. Why Why is it here? You can be led by me. Well, I need somebody else. Okay, we'll put a prophet in place. We'll put a a, then it becomes priest, then it becomes king, as the people just get more and more irritated Mm -hmm. by being led by a man. And so so this is God ordained position of authority over his people. If you're gonna go Old Testament to New Testament, then you could go that 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 really Elisha is is playing the role of, and this isn't sacrilegious, he's he's playing the role of Jesus for the church. And so Ephesians 1, 20, he exercised the power and crossed by raising him from the dead and seating him at his right hand in the heavens, far above every ruler, every authority, every mm-hmm. power, every dominion, every title given, not only in this age, but in the one to come. And he subjected everything under his feet, verse 22. Um, and so that's that's the authority that Elijah, S-H-A, and, and S-H-A had, Yeah, um, given by God, gift by God. And so so these aren't just common, ordinary, it's okay to make fun of you, man. Mm-hmm. God has given them a space, first and foremost. And so, and he, I believe that he takes those things really, really seriously. Y- you have to take those spaces really seriously. And so, one, we need to put him in his proper space. That he's the, he's the head, the leader of this. His head, Elijah has has been is gone, mm-hmm. um, has has been left, and and really without me getting crazy on, we might do this. It could be fun for some of you. What second Kings does is this linguistic and this, our residents may love this, this linguistic style called chiastic, which means that it starts with something and it ends with the same thing. It's second point is it's next to last point. It's third point is it's third from like our, a mirror. So, yeah. And so it reflects back and forth all the way through yeah. that entire thing. And so establishing Elijah and Shah as the head is important. First off, it gives them authority. It speaks to why God is so offended by this. Um but uh also begins to pull back on what pull back on the offense of the nature of bears mauling boys <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. because of how serious this is that's the first thing that we need to do is put him in his proper spot. Good word and then anybody? <laughs> he's blinking really fast. He's
2: like, what is going on? I'm trying to like
1: spell half the words he just said <laughs> so you put, you put him
0: in your you put him in his right spot, yeah. and now I think you have to look at the actual story why does this play out that way people's response to that mm-hmm. and so they they accuse him they kind of come out like i mean we even see that in today leaders of any sort of mm-hmm. you know organization or something and this may be not the direction you're going but that have any sort of disposition or um differing viewpoint on how leadership should be run sure um they become angry yeah and that's
1: a dangerous card to play. Yeah, um, I think it's a dangerous card for me to play. Yeah, no, for, sure. for I, sure. I don't. I don't ever think of myself as like a like a prophet, priest, king, yeah. any of yeah. those things. I don't. I don't necessarily think that God has given. And I mean, that's why we we go. He was in the Old Testament as Jesus is to the New Testament. But we're always going to say like. It, Christ is our ultimate authority. Mm-hmm. We need to put some stuff in place to help keep us accountable to that authority. Um yeah. I, I would I always and I've walked through this in the past. I'm I'm always really I have a check in my spirit of churches that are run by one guy mm-hmm. um without other forms of accountability, accountability. around him. Yeah, yeah. And so whether it's eldership or pastoral leadership or um w- how the Baptist church practices it is more kind of a, uh, congregational, um, led structure too, where there's a lot of voices. Sometimes mm. that's difficult, but you yeah. have a lot of voices in the room. Um, and so I, w- I want to keep Christ at the head of that, uh, first. Um, but that should bring about this idea that God takes seriously leadership, yeah. um, human and otherwise. Um, and he takes seriously our, uh, commitments or our honoring or our, not misusing the name of even Jesus. Um, once, once Christ was established on His throne, mm. uh, this is just a great example of that and how this plays out. But, uh, but I think that should be the the thing that we're pushed towards: is hey, like put Christ in His rightful place and function mm-hmm. in that. Don't don't be making fun of Christ's bald head. Yeah, Someone doesn't have one. I don't think, but that'd be gnarly. Yeah. So, okay. so in in verse one through six of chapter two. You can see there, this is, I mean, those of you that, if you're following along with the podcast, you maybe open your Bible and, uh, you can see that there's a lot of Elijah here. Elijah is alive. He says to him in verse four, Elijah, stay here. The Lord is sending me to Jericho. Um, Elijah said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went to Jericho. Sons of the prophets who were in Jericho came up to Elisha and said, do you know that the Lord will take your master away today? He said, yes, I know. Be quiet. (laughs) I want to be in this moment. Yeah. Leave me alone. Elijah said to him, stay here. The Lord is sending me to the Jordan. And But Elijah said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave. So the two of them went on. Then this brings in 50 men from the sons of prophets came and stood observing them at a distance. And so we see like right off the bat, hey, Elijah is fixing to leave. Two verse seven. And and Elijah is Elisha's head yeah. over him. The the second, or we'll play the mirror this way, go to the end. In verse 23, he's made fun of because of his bald, bald head. head. I mean, and what the, what the language really says is not that he's bald. Yeah. We can assume that. It means it's basically saying, hey, you have lost your head. Mm-hmm. You have lost your top. You have lost your lead. And so they could have been going, hey, you don't have a boss anymore. Yeah. And why don't you just go up there with him? Go on. Mm. He flew off, you fly off. Um, and so they're trying to remove his authority, Yeah, is really what that is. And so we have the removal of that at the first and the removal of that at the end, or mm-hmm. the making of it. Uh, 2 verse 7, you have 50 men mentioned. You go down to 2 verse 15, when the sons of the prophets Jericho were observing him said, the spirit of Elijah and Elijah, blah, 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 16, sons of the prophet said to Elijah, since there are 50 strong me- men here with your servants, please let them go and search mm-hmm. for your master. Maybe the spirit of the Lord has carried him away or put him in the mountains or in one of the valleys. You he said, hey, don't send him. You, know, you don't have to send him, but however, they urged him to the point of embarrassment. So he said, send him. He sent 50 men who looked for three days and didn't find him. But when they returned him to Jericho, where he was staying, he said to them, did I not tell you not to go? And and so you, you have that mirror of 50 yeah. on both sides of that. This is just common linguist that they're seeing this happen going back and forth. 2 verse 8, this is where Elijah divides the waters and crosses the Jordan. Then the one before that, 2 verse 14, Elisha, as he's walking through there, he took the mantle where he took the mantle Elijah had dropped and he struck the water. Where is the Lord God of Elijah? He asked. He struck the water himself and it parted to the right and it left and Elijah crossed over.
0: That's insane. And so you have yeah, Elijah doing look it
1: at. and Elijah doing it. Yeah. Um, and then you go the next verse, 2 verse 9, Shah requests this spirit in 9 and 10 um, is that D what this spirit represents. I have to read these because this one, this one's kind of wild. When they crossed over, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me what I can do for you before I'm taken from you. So Elisha answered, please let me inherit two shares of your spirit. Elijah replied, you have asked for something difficult. If you see me being taken away from you, you will have it. If not, then you won't. And so he's like, hey, what you ask is challenging. The mirror to that is 2 verse 13, if we just keep going up before then. So 2 verse 13 says, we'll go halfway through 12. When, when he could see him no longer, as he's taken off, he took a hold of his own clothes and he tore them into, picked up the mantle that had fallen off of Elijah, and went back and stood at the bank of the Jordan.
2: Like, why, why does yeah. that thing fall?
1: Yeah. Except for this example that the Lord just went, him to you. Yeah. My spirit that I granted him is now yours. And what does he do with the mantle that he's been given? strikes the water and the water parts with it and so you see right then that the spirit's already on that hmm. so what he asked for was given story gets weird okay well, the story actually is just pretty incredible yeah so that's your a b c d connection e the chariot separates them this is 2 verse 11 bye we'll see you um elijah sees in 2 verse 12 he calls to the chariot and he tears his clothes at that point And so it's another form of just separation. I'm Mm -hmm. in mourning at this point because I see that we're separated. And the middle verse of all of that, we read part of it just halfway through verse 11. We'll do all of 11. As they continued walking and talking, chariot of fire with horses of fire, which is also cool, suddenly appeared and separated the two of them. Then Elijah went up into heaven in a whirlwind. And so the middle of the entire mirror is that.
0: Just a whirlwind.
1: And then it flips back over on its head, yeah. spins it all in a circle, throw it in reverse. And they walks all the way back through it. Why though? That's, this is <laughs> slowing down. I'm like, I'm enjoying just listening to this. Scripture like, I'm, continue. Yeah. yeah. This is why, and and I don't, sometimes we have to go big brained, and that's okay. It's not John's, John's normal MO to big brain some of these things, but linguistic style in scripture is, is incredible. Yeah. They, they spirit led did some things that when you when you actually look at it you go oh, like wh- what in the world yeah um and and we had this conversation shout out to the residents again um one of our residents really asked this question about uh experiencing like the sweetness of god in your quiet time cuz mm-hmm. she asked she asked Caleb and I hey how do you guys do that because i get a sense this is me sort of ad libbing to this i get a sense when you have a quiet time that you go after like big theological things and you just don't think about God. Mm. And and I understand the question. Yeah. Like, like I understand most people don't read second Kings two and look for a chile yeah. stick style. Yeah. Um, I now have that blessing and curse by, mm-hmm. by having professors going, pay attention to this, pay attention to this, just dropping that on me and going to seminary later in life has been a, a gift to me because I, I'm reminded of these things in a new way. And, and so I look at this different. So yes, it has a different theological approach, but this is what it does to me. Instead of me approaching my quiet time and it feeling like a big brain theological exercise, I, I understand that my theology drives my response to God. Mm -hmm. The simple form is my theology affects my doxology. My, my thoughts of God affects how I worship God. And so during my quiet times, if I have a, like a, don't know how to describe this. I have a simple, like I read a verse and I go, that is so sweet about Jesus. And I'm good. Or if I go and I break down second Kings two, either way, I'm in wonder of God. And I might not experience like the sweetness of him in this, but I walk away from here and I go, God is so good. And so if, if he's so intentional in these verses, he's intentional with that tree and he's intentional with those mountains mm. and he's intentional with this river. Um, and, and so I think of, I think about God differently yeah. in my deep thoughts about God and this, hear me, this is not 100% of the time with my quiet times mm. at all. I'm not, I don't play that game very often. Yeah. Um, cause I just want to see Jesus more clearly. Sometimes that's the thing that happens though. That's good. Now the question back at you guys, 31 minutes in, when we see this, how does he bring about bears eating people? And how or why how, how and why and and what do we do with that yeah character of god because this wasn't elijah going hey bring out bears L- at least we don't we don't see that we don't look yeah. at the. It, i mean yeah. he cursed them but but god was like he turned around and he looked at them and he cursed them in the name of the lord mm. and and then the lord went okay <laughs> but hey let's give the bears names what are the bears names she bears remember uh she's <laughs> like deep we'll thought. There's a lot of names of people in our ministry who don't want to offend them by calling yeah, them like she bears Jessica, Jessica, and Linda. Chimachanga, <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot were. Never mind, Jess, Jessica and Jason, Jill. Well, Jason, Jill, I mean, Jason could be a girl name in the yeah. Old Testament, but anyway, so Jessica and Jill. Jack I mean, Jill. the Lord's up there, and Elijah curses him, and, and he's like, Hey, Jessica, Jill, go. I mean, that, that's what yeah. you have to assume. that. yeah, yeah. it what even if. Even if National Geographic is on the scene <laughs> and they are they're Na- filming, you got to do in the accent. Nat Geo? Na- <laughs> What's the accent? National Geographic. <laughs> I don't even know that what that means. You just sounded the same. Okay, um, thanks. Even if they're on the scene filming, and they can explain to you that the noise and the presence of these young boys noise. scared away the little baby bears, and the she bears got mad and went into protection mode. Sure. Yeah. Like that can be true. I still have to go God's yeah. fault. Yeah. I still have to go sovereignty of God that they're in that spot. He's on his way up. Like, like all of those things have to be like, okay, that's God's fault. Mm. Even in the curse, God still allowed bears to maul. Yeah. And to, and to prove a point. Yeah.
0: That's good. Any thoughts over there? I was going to ask a question, but I was, any thoughts over there?
2: And I, I even, I even think the the bears are almost a sign of I think that was a very merciful way to handle it, mm. um, because you go on and like again, it says mauled, and nowhere in Scripture does it said, does it say they were killed. But it it was almost more of a, hey, like the what what is going on in the nation right now is is bad. Bethel at this time, which is is considered the house of God, is full of idolatry and mm-hmm. idols and just all these immoral things. And so, um, for them, the, these basically these young men were coming from that town and were basically trying to, to steer Elisha clear of what was going on up there and they yeah. didn't want him there. And so this is making fun of him. And if it was happening with these, these young men, then you, you sure, it's almost guaranteed that this is happening with their families and the rest of who are up in Bethel and in the, the nation right now. And so I think in, in this weird way is that these bears are almost a sign of mercy because um, he very quickly could have said, done, you're all dead. Um, I may get these bears to kill you, but no, he says, Hey, like they're going to go and maul you. And in that they're going to silence you as well. And in that silence, you're going to go back and tell people what happened. Um, almost as a warning, uh, cause like I said, he, he very quickly could have been like, okay, I'm in, in these guys. Well, all of a sudden these two bears kills these 42 people. What's that going to the, do to the people in Bethel? It's probably going to make them more mad, um, or more confused or whatever it is. It's going to continue to happen. But almost as a sign of mercy and a warning, he says, hey, I mean, I mean, let you live, now go back and tell what happened. Mm-hmm. And so I want you to go back and tell the people like, hey, like my God, hey, he has this power to do this. And yeah. so um, I, I think that is a, is a cool thing that we tend to look over is a lot of people assume that they were killed, um, but nowhere does it say they were killed. It just says they were mauled. And I think in that mauling was a warning. And because of that warning, they went back to their people and said, hey, this is what happened.
0: Yeah. Uh, Even that, when you say that, that reminds me of the woman at the well, like Jesus doesn't Mm -hmm. go into that city and be like, Hey, this is who I am. He uses someone's testimony and someone's experience to go into there and share what he's done. Um, my question, I kind of want to jump back and I know we don't have a lot of time left, but, uh, for people who there's probably a majority of our people, but, uh, probably aren't going to seminary Mm -hmm. probably aren't like, you know, don't have, don't study the Bible for their job. Um, which you do a lot more than that, but that's kind of the highlight of your job, I would say. Uh, it takes up a little time. Yeah. it's a good part of the job. Um, how how do people find these kind of like connections, like practically, because like even just reading that and hearing you speak about that was just encouraging. And so how do people kind of step into that space that sure. um, may not have the, you know, the calling to, to step into seminary or pastoral spot that still want to see these characteristics of God?
1: Yeah. I mean, there are men... <laughs> that have come before men and women that have come before us that are, that are brilliant. I mean, there's, there's smart yeah. in, in these things. they English is not John's skill set mm. at all. It's, it's not for not sure close. Teased, So, um, and, and so the, I have, I have trust. I've trusted people smarter than me that point me to people smarter than them. Yeah um, to highlight some of these things. Mm. What does it, what does that take? I mean, it takes resources. Yeah. Um, it takes time. Mm-hmm. That's a commitment thing to lean into. Um, but it, it really, it, it takes a passion for you because you can come to me and go, how can I learn this? And mm-hmm. I can hand you the dictionary of the old Testament, which is where a lot of this comes from. And it's about 1500 pages and mm-hmm. weighs like, you know, 15 pounds. And you're going to look at that and go, uh, uh-uh. yeah, no, thank you. Because if, if we're honest, most people that hear that, a lot of times they're like, I want more of that, but I need it spoon fed because I'm yeah. lazy. Yeah. Um. And so I'm not going to do that. And like I, I, again, in the sovereignty of God of sending bears to people, the sovereignty of God is also set up the church yeah. where he knows that that's the case. And so the church is led by Those not only pastors, and- but volunteers and other people that are passionate about that stuff. Yeah. And if you're not passionate about figuring it out yourself, you got to be passionate about finding people who will help you with it. Yeah. And so community is unbelievably important. I don't find those things, I'm not encouraged by those things outside of community. Mm. Um, that's really the first thing, find your community and engage in that and run after these things together. That's it's good. much more fun, I promise. It's much more fun for me to sit here and see Zach respond to it than for yeah. me to be in my office alone reading it. Yeah. It is 100%. Yeah. Um, and so find your community and run with people um, in that. But if you're one of those that's like, hey, I, I'm I love this stuff, and I'm not going to seminary ever, it's not my calling, but what could you give me? Then you have a conversation with us because I'd be like, mm-hmm. hey, jump on christianbooks.com and order the dictionary of the old Testament. It'll take four or five days to get to you. It's going to be like <laughs> 60 bucks and you're going to get and go, oh dear. Yeah. It's it's a monster and, at, and it's a couple hundred articles. And at the end of every article, there's like a hundred Bible verses that you go and look yeah. up and it, it's a big, just linguistic theological exercise Um, but it's worth it Mm -hmm. if that's the thing that you're passionate about, but, but don't do that is the warning. Don't be that guy or that girl who grabs that book and sits alone in your house just to, just a big brain theology. Mm -hmm. Um, because that's not going to work. It's not what Christ came to do. You do that so that you can encourage the saints every Mm -hmm. time it's for the betterment of the saints. If, if God was all about you having deep theological knowledge and he would, just take you right up to heaven because that's where it's going to take place. Yeah, <laughs> so much more. Yeah. Um, you're not going to be great at it here, um, but if you do it, then share it with people. But we mm-hmm. can resource you with some of those things yeah.
0: mm-hmm. if that's you want
1: of. it. I'll also say, like, even even almost a little
2: more uh, practical way to to see some of these things is when you go and you're like, hey, like, how how's your quiet time been? Like, what are you what are you going through and stuff like that? Is that thing? And I, I used to do it um, even in my like early years of college, and now it's it's changed. To a degree, but I think a lot of times when people jump into a quiet time, um, for example, like uh, me and some of the the guys that are, are going through first John right now. Um, and so we're looking at that and I think used to what I used to do, it was like, okay, hey, I'm in first John chapter one today. So my quiet time consists just of that. Is I, I'm so focused on this, and I think sometimes you lose the sight of the the entirety of Scripture and the the point behind Scripture itself, and that we get so focused on one thing. And so I know just um some, something that has helped me in that area in general is that like when I go to when I go to sit down in my quiet times, whatever um, I'm going through right now, it's Ephesians. Is that like I'm not solely focused on what's happening in Ephesians. Is, is you take it as a whole, um, it's a small part of scripture, but I think sometimes when we jump into quiet times and things like this, we treat it as like, okay, hey, I'm locked in on Ephesians chapter two, and this is all that I'm gonna go through. But Ephesians chapter two is a part of the entire Bible. And so if, if I'm going in with the, with the mindset and, the, and a view, remembering the entirety of scripture and what the point of scripture is, and then applying that to Ephesians chapter two, it's gonna make a whole lot more sense. And I'm gonna see a lot more parallels to that. And so I think that is, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think a lot of times people miss things like this because they're so focused on what's happening in these specific verses that they're going through that they forget the other thousands of verses that are in scripture. They forget the main reason behind scripture because they're so locked into this one chapter, these few verses, this one book they're going through. And so when you compare it to the rest of scripture and that's what you have in mind, when you're jumping into a small, 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 small portion of scripture,
0: it's gonna be a lot easier to see some of those parallels. Yeah. And I, from personal experience, I would say this, and this is, I don't know if I have the authority to challenge our people, but I'm going to, uh, to read the entire Bible (laughs) at least once in your entire college career. Um, because I think, especially in this space that like with our Bible studies that happen in Sunday nights and Sunday mornings, like being able to zoom out and get a bigger picture. And I think it's like the coolest thing when, when you're in a Bible study or you're listening to someone teach and like you have a connection to somewhere else in scripture that like, they don't even point out that they may know, but they don't point out and you get to jump to that and see the connection. Like mm-hmm. that is what's going to draw your affections bigger and more for Jesus. And so, um, I don't know if I have the authority, but highly recommend, uh, to do that do if it. you haven't already. It's worth it. So yeah. if you don't want to do it, then go through, understand the Bible in
2: 30
1: days. It's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Bible for dummies book. Um, <laughs> Yeah, let, let's end with that because like, that statement is good. So when I read this bear story and I hear that these men are coming after him, because I understand the context of what's happening in first and second kings, because mm-hmm. a year ago I read through all of it in a week, those two books. Mm-hmm. Um forced, Insane. not just like, hey, I'm passionate about this. I was forced to do it. Um <laughs> I remember and, that. <laughs> and so, so I'm I'm reading through that. And so I know that when these guys come at Elisha, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, and you go, young men, these little boys are doing that. No, the chapter before, um the king at the time, uh, Ahaziah sends fifty men to kill Elijah. Mm-hmm. Come down from this mountain. We're going to kill you. You don't make fun of our king that way. He calls down fire from heaven and destroys them right then, which yeah, is a um, pretty cool deal. And so yeah. Elisha is intimate with this story. And these men show up. He, he knows yeah. this is more than boys making fun of me. I'm, I'm in a battle. Mm. And so I can, I can land in that place theologically to go, okay. Like, this is more than bears mauling cute little boys. Mm -hmm. There's a lot at stake in this story, if I can understand the entire context of this. But even if that doesn't satisfy the difficulty of this passage, or even if a simple explanation doesn't satisfy difficult passages for you, that's okay. The encouragement, as we've kind of stated in a couple things, is that you have a willingness to wrestle with Scripture, um, even when they're difficult, underneath this premise— that i trust in the character and nature of god as consistently revealed in scripture enough that i can hang out with difficult passages for an extended period of time until he reveals to me the truth of them Mm. because my assumptions are often going to be wrong Um, what i see about the character of god when i first digest that part of scripture is probably not going to be what god wants to say to me he's Mm. going trust me enough in what i've revealed about myself to you so that even when you don't have the full picture, I'm going to reveal some things to you yeah. about it. He played that card in the beginning. Don't eat from this tree. Yeah. Didn't say why mm-hmm. necessarily, why you shouldn't eat, except if you do, this happens. Yeah. But there wasn't no like caveat. Like, well, you mm-hmm. shouldn't do it because you'll gain these things. No or warranty. Things. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we played it early on. It was just yeah. like, do you trust me enough to do this? Mm. Um, we have to get to that level of trust with God that we can wrestle with difficult passages of, of scripture, trusting that he is good through the whole thing. And we're just waiting for him to reveal that yep. to us. That's mm. good.
0: That's good stuff. Well, Money. that is Money, it dude. for this week. We'll be back right here next week for absurd week number four. four. Yeah, that's crazy. Already four weeks into this. We're forward. already like 51 episodes in the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's including Sunday nights. But that's yeah. still, that's big. That's huge. Ghost Rose.